Peace is going on. I'm JYD. I'm G. Now tuned into the Pole Life Podcast. Hosted by none other than Luans. Special guest of the building today. Yeah. Some of y'all may have seen that. You got no <laughs> She was on the news the other day doing it. Man, what? Poet extraordinaire. Mm. New to the show. We're going to find out more about her as we go along. Let's give a round of applause for Miss Bright I Love. So what's going on? So Miss Bright Love, how are you today? I'm amazing. I'm so glad to be here. I've been listening, so to know now I'm finally here. Uh-huh. I'm so honored. So welcome, 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 man. How you feeling today? Everything good with you? How you mom? Everybody straight? Everything straight. Yeah. I had some kombucha this morning. I had a lot of energy. I had some coffee. It was a great day. Kombucha. Yeah, I got my little yeah, enzymes. No, sorry, it was squishy. It gets your body right. It gets your alignment. It gets you right. Yeah. All right. So, we want to talk about Let's today. Let's go over love. We want to get into legacy, right? For the most part, I think I think we'll get into a lot more in, within the show. But I want to focus on legacy, um, mm-hmm. being that a lot of things are going on right now mm-hmm. um, within the world. So, first to start with who you are, Miss Growling Love. Who are you? Where are you from? I am... Grotta Love. I'm from Prince George's County. I grew up in Greenbelt, then Largo. So I even actually went to um, middle school and elementary school in Capitol Heights. So I, you know, tag program will bust you out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started writing in middle school at Walker Mill. Well, I've been writing as a kid, but like in middle school, that was when I started like freestyling with the guys. Okay. And I had a teacher who like got us hip to rap lyrics. He listened to Tupac and we analyzed lyrics. Okay. So that was really cool. And then from there, I would just write to express myself. And one of my friends, Nicole, I remember I was, you know, performing in class. And she's like, Chantel, you always got this whack rhyme scheme. And I used to be like, and now I'm performing with my whack mm-hmm. rhyme scheme. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah so. Yeah, from there, I just kept writing, and I think I got away from it because I got so focused on career, and I'm like, okay, like, I started off an accounting major, and I was like, I need to write. I need to write. So, I ended up switching to journalism and communications, and my dad was like, yeah. He was like, you talk too much, you need to get paid for it. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I got there. It's a few things you said, a few things you said, especially when it comes to the order, the way you start, how you write, you say you had a teacher. Now, I'm a teacher, and I did the same thing in my class. We dissected J. Cole's K.O.D. Yes. album. Yes! Yeah. Uh, so, oh, I yes. dissected some pop lyrics. So, can you describe that experience and how it influenced or affected like, you mm-hmm. your progression as a writer? Um, so, to be honest, I think it was new for me to see like a black male um, teacher. And it was, it, you know, it made my experience much more rich because mm-hmm. it was like having my uncle or brother teaching me this whole new world and it it actually reached out to him on Facebook and I was like you know you pretty much are the reason I'm here because you empowered my voice and you showed me that my my story is important and as a young you know as a child you kind of want people to hear what you're going through because you don't want to go through it alone although Mm -hmm. most times children are left to deal with certain emotions alone or they're silenced and I think that experience just empowered the voices of all of us in the classroom as young black students going through different things in life. Yeah. That's cool. I had a teacher like that. It was kind of like, 
this is your safe space to be yourself type deal. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very important, man. Because especially in with this younger generation and the identity uh, or like like the lack of confidence in identity or identity crisis that they may be going through, especially as they, you know, grow from like preteen to teen mm-hmm. and on the questions that they may have that nobody else can answer, being that you you can express yourself and be yourself in that element. I'd like, yo, I can't wait to go to school. That makes them want to yes. go to school. Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yes. I, I like that. I like that. That's powerful, man. So many changes happen during Change. And I think it's it helps, you know, having somewhere to express yourself helps you get more comfortable with change. Yeah. And the yeah, more yeah. comfortable you can get with change, the more effective you can be in life because you're going to have to adapt regardless. I mean, change is inevitable. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. we're here. But legacy, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. when I think of legacy, right, the word that, like, the automatic, like, uh, thing that comes to mind is, like, what you, what you leave behind. That's like the automatic thing, legacy. What what was left behind for me, and it, whether it was good, bad, whatever, how can I take that and make it better? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's how I feel like legacy. That's what comes to mind yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important us as individuals if we are creating this thing of a of an art form or even like to take it deeper for you like for your family and all that stuff you want to have something that but when you leave this place called earth you want your legacy to live on forever whether it be through your words whether it be through your your demeanor of you know how you was as a poet how you was as a person yeah whether it be with like how you you know how you made people feel that's big to me how i make people feel makes me feel a certain way so my legacy has to line up and say, I want to make people make sure they feel like they're loved, they're understood, yeah. they're heard. You know what I mean? And that's what like I think the poetic side of legacy to me means. So, yeah. you know, what does that what like when y'all think of legacy, what does that sound like? Or what is mm-hmm. what comes to mind for you? Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so like studying lyrics in okay. school and studying um, certain poets and writers or just, you know, coming across certain stories, I've always said that I want my poetry to be studied in schools one day. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, I want people to buy like seven to ten and have a little like book club and stuff like that and just kind of go deeper into it. So mm-hmm. that's one of my goals. Also, just to empower voices that aren't that are otherwise not heard and not given, um, just given permission in a way. Like I think sometimes we we're not given permission to speak. We're expected to be quiet and timid, and you know, as a woman, you're expected to be a certain way. And it's like, no, it's okay. Break down the layers. Break down the pain. Get through mm-hmm. it. Do yeah. the work. It's okay. Yeah. So my legacy, I want to empower. Um, women and young people to speak and not be afraid of opinions because opinions will come mm-hmm. but just still True. feel yeah safe to speak yeah create that space yeah. Mm-hmm. um so when i think of legacy i think of what you leave behind um again i agree with you on that like what you leave behind i think that can be your lasting impression that can be your works that can be your words i think as a poet and as far as what i like to leave behind is my words and my works and my last impression, I guess I want to embody that. I want to leave mm-hmm. behind like 
I'm, I'm just thinking about what's going on now, and it's like, man, if I can, if I, if I can be on that kind of level in any kind of way, that'll be a good enough legacy for me. But I want to do more than that because the the blueprint is already set. Mm-hmm. So so why not push the envelope and do more? And I think um, just being more industrious um, can help bring your legacy to fruition. And it's good that you asked that question because I want I want to get to like kind of like the uh, the meaning behind like when, and you actually touched on it earlier. You said what you wanted to end up doing, how you, how you see a future and stuff like that. I wanted to ask you your vision. Like as far as when you start started writing poetry, um, what did you see this becoming? Like, look, like was it just a hobby when you felt you had to express yourself when you couldn't really speak as much, or was it like did it was it like you know what I really wanna? When did it get to the point where you wanted to have your poetry stayed in schools? You know. Hmm. <clears throat> I just I know the intimate feeling I feel when I like touch a book and I'm like sitting alone yeah. in a library or you know it's an intimate experience and I think. Um, just knowing what poets have made me feel and what write, black writers have made me feel. Mm-hmm. And even not even black writers, writers in general. Okay. Like the things that we can do with words for another person, um, that's when I knew. I was like, I want somebody to feel that through. I want all the emotion that I put into the writing, I want you to feel that when you read it mm-hmm. or when you speak it out loud. Like I walk around with my Maya Angelou book around my apartment just saying her poems. There's this one poem, Seven Women's. Uh, I think blessed assurance but it's just like seven different women's stories basically about still being I might be skinny I might be fat I might be tall or short but still I have something powerful that attracts people mm-hmm. and I'm still just as beautiful mm-hmm. and I think that feeling is what I go for yeah, now yeah. please remind me of what else she said because just the, <laughs> the vision overall like when you first started out I know you said you, yes. you, it was just the purpose or reason why you did it was for a reason mm-hmm. and then you said after a while you want to get the on where you said uh, yes. poetry stated in books. I want to know how did your vision expand, you know, how did it change? Was it the same thing in the beginning? No. Okay. Started off as expression. Mm. It started off as hiding my journal, mm. <laughs> being like, okay, I just yeah. wrote this. And um, my parents, I wrote in the beginning of the book, which I'll give you all a copy, okay, great, 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 um, great. about how my parents stayed up late listening to finished and unfinished poems. Mm. And then later on, I realized that, like, Working in a high school now, I see the healing that happens with Mm -hmm. writing. And then it became to the point, my vision, ultimately, I'm always afraid to say certain visions out loud. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I've written goals out to have a community center for children of the arts. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give y'all my timeline. But, you know, and I keep coming across people with similar mindsets. And, yeah, that was been my vision because seeing a lot of violence um, or just seeing a lot of pinned up stuff in people. I can sense it when I'm in the presence of a young person who is holding something. And when they break down the layers, it's a beautiful thing. And I think the arts is really what gives them that healing. That word does something to me. Heal. Heal. Mm-hmm. Heal. You know. I'm not going to get emotional. <laughs> no, 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 what your your uh your affirmations 
that you give people just by being yourself. Mm -hmm. Part of that should embody healing. Okay. You know, when people come into your uh, your space or you come into their space, they should feel a certain sense of peace mm -hmm. and not chaos mm -hmm. because life has enough of that, right? So I think us as you know the poet life and god love or nuance however we however you want to pull it when we enter a room the 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 beginning of how legacy starts is with the now is with the known is with the feels with the groove that i mm -hmm. say like that's one of my words but mm -hmm. um and it's so it's an element of authenticity healing when you say things like healing and peace and love, like the 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 places that we go, you hear people say that in, in exchange, mm -hmm. like a greeting or a farewell, mm -hmm. you know. But when we say that to ourselves, we say that through our poetry, not just the literal words, but what we're saying and what we're writing. Mm -hmm. It's a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. It's a sense yes. of healing because writing is healing. It's like expressing yourself as poets yes. is healing, and for the audience members. It's a form of healing because you don't know what those people mm. came to get. Mm. You know, uh, last last year we was talking about like how open mics or like poetry nights or anything can be similar. Like, uh, what is that? Uh, synonymous with church. Mm -hmm. You know, and not to not to bring yeah, that yeah. thing on there, but that's it's true though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's true though because when you. Like and then we've all been there. You had a uh, event where you was a key speaker or whatever, and you did your thing, and somebody came up to you and said thank you. Mm -hmm. Or somebody came up to you yeah. and said, "Wow, like I just, you know, yeah. that spoke to me." That goes back to mm -hmm. the, the very first episode. That right there is compensation. Mm -hmm. That it yes. says I'm on the right track with my gift. I'm I'm doing something with this thing because we even before we say anything. We pray, we meditate, we say if we can reach at least one, right? Mm -hmm. At least one person, then we've done our job. Yeah. Cool. That's all you need. But healing, bro? You got say that word. word. Healing. Woo! Powerful. What's the, what was it like? And I don't want to just go, you, you don't got to rest up to the very first time. But what's the, what's it like now? Uh, having established you, established for yourself, and accomplished you, accomplished yourself. What's it like now to have people come to you and say, yo, your poems really helped me out? Or your performance really yeah, is for me. What's that effect like now? Being that you know what you know and you get yeah. grown and you understand <clears throat> and it's new and your feelings are more deeper, you know, how, yeah. does, how does that hit you? Well, I did this poem. It's about my nephew. He's okay. only five, but I did this poem. I went to an event and it was teachers there, so I brought him with me. And he's only five, so doing the poem and speaking life into him and seeing him in the audience, like I cried. So then afterwards, the teachers are like, "Wow, you know that was really powerful." And it was a beautiful moment to have, you know, when your muse is right there in the audience, all those emotions mm -hmm. that you had when you first wrote it are right there. And knowing that other people can feel what I felt and what I was trying to put out. Because mm. um, sometimes your messages aren't received the way you intend for them to be received. Yeah. So yeah. when, you know, when it lands the way it's supposed to, mm. it's, I don't know, I get overwhelmed with like gratitude and compassion for 
not just myself, but for the other person who has been through something similar or mm. compassion for the fact that they had to be broken down in order to build themselves back up to how, you know, however I had to do mm. it and they had to do it. Like it's the connection and through compassion and empathy. Yeah. So what about when it doesn't land? <laughs> mm. So I have this poem. I was telling Lucky, I have this poem called Last Love <clears throat> and I wrote it. Snot nose crying mm -hmm. about a lover. Um, and my grandma told me, <laughs> oh, yeah, snot nose. Mm. I called him right after and mm. recited it to him. <laughs> oh, Lord. Like, since you picked the hello, you start going. You need to oh, hear yeah. this. Because we just got on the phone and I wrote the poem and I was okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I was like, listen, I just wrote a poem <laughs> and I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Um, but my grandma, the way she receives it is God talking to us. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, what, grandma? That was about my boo. And then, <laughs> but I think it's beautiful though. Like interpretation and perception, it's a beautiful thing because either way they're receiving it, however they were meant to. Yeah. So although we might be vessels of with all these words and messages, people receive it the way they're meant to and the way it's supposed to land. I don't believe that somebody can interpret something wrong. That's scary. That's, it's that's through scary. your lens. That's an interesting point, but it's scary because my fear is the outcome of what I don't want to happen is somebody receive it the wrong way mm -hmm. of that happening. So I, I relate it to communication. Like if I'm communicating a message to G mm -hmm. and I communicate it, if, if one ah. thing is off, if one thing is off, he, he can get what I, I say the, the completely different way of what I'm trying to say yeah. and, and it can affect like our bond, our relationship, our friendship. Yes. Or something like that or both from where laid. But, I didn't think I that. think that like that goes to show what how strong that person is listening to. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, are you listening? Are you an active listener? Or are you listening to reply? Mm -hmm. I like. I know. I'll be real with you. I, a lot of times, I listen to reply mm -hmm. because that stubbornness makes me want to finish the conversation. Yeah. Versus listening to understand what you're actually saying. Mm -hmm. So for me. Like, we've had them bouts before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be like, no, no, that's not what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta listen. And I'm like, I gotta take a step back and breathe. Like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Feel that. Yeah, <laughs> that's real. Mm hmm. But that, it's choosing to listen. Listening mm -hmm. is a choice. Yeah, it is. Like, you choose to be an avid, when you are an avid listener, that means that you have decided to give your attention yes. to what that person is saying. No matter how small, no matter how big. Mm -hmm. So, when you, Oh man, what is the uh ooh, what is her name? Fanny Lou Hamer? Mm -hmm. I think she was one that said like um uh, if you're and she's told this to Nikki Giovanni, if okay. I'm not mistaken. She was like, if you are bored, you're not paying attention. Mm. Right? That's I feel that I feel So definitely, I was like definitely. That blew my mind, and I may be like re referencing the wrong person. God forgive me if I am. Fanny Lou Hamer. Hmm. I don't know who she was talking to. I'm trying to think about Nikki Giovanni. Nikki Giovanni. I don't know, but I'm Fan, I hope, man, she's a predominant person. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna get mad if I don't do this. Hold on. Yeah, but no, she's good. saying like if you, if you don't, uh, if you don't, so if you're bored, you're not paying attention. Like you ever sit in class and you think you're bored, like or in a meeting. A meeting is where I try not to get bored, so I pay attention to the people. And like I look at body language, I'm like, oh. So it helps. It helps. Mm, I'm slow. Not Fanny Lou Hamer. Macy Jameson. Oh, 
Jimmyson. Yeah. Oh. First uh black actor. Oh uh uh. Yeah yeah And that blew my mind. Jimmyson. Yeah. That blew my mind. Right. Fame mm-hmm. Lane is just like a uh, more of an activist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mom. Sorry, grandma. <laughs> sorry, all beautiful black women. We getting Facebook responses. But yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I feel you. Listen, if you're bored, you're not paying attention. If you're bored, you're not. Does that not like strike Listen, y'all so crazy? Because you're not present. It's, it's a choice. choice. It's a choice. That's, when you're bored, it's so you, simple. You chose to not pay attention. Yeah. Like yeah. in class, in <laughs> church, in a conversation, like you're not receiving what you're supposed to get from the moment. Right. How are you supposed to be in that moment if you're not in the moment? Yeah. Like yo. That's true. And then what? What does that say to people about you? Mm-hmm. Tying it back to the thing mm-hmm. of, the, of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, see, when people speak on your name, what would they say? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was about himself. She was about herself. Like, she mm-hmm. wasn't really, you know, that supportive. Or mm-hmm. will they say anything that I said or anything that we had a conversation about was a safe space with them? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I felt valued around them. I felt respected. I felt heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing of, you know, legacy starting now. Like, what do your daily acts say about the legacy that you want to leave? That faithful over few mindset mm-hmm. comes to mind, too. Mm-hmm. Do you be faithful over just listening? Faithful over this, the, the, the gentle acts of strengthening your characteristics. Like, if you lack in something, how can I get better? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I ask myself that a lot lately. How can I get better? Mm-hmm. What am I not paying attention to mm-hmm. or if I'm bored I'm like what, what should I be paying attention to because right. that saying really blew my mind if you're bored you're not paying attention <laughs> what? I have to put that up on you're that on a sticker <laughs> on a right. shirt on a hat yes put it on a tattoo <laughs> I'm gonna put it in my office <laughs> you know what I mean <clears throat> like and it's just like it, it, it blows your mind with the things that we kind of take for granted and the people we take for granted and the perspectives like, if somebody could be saying something that you needed to hear, but if you chose not to listen, you, you just missed miss out on the whole meal of things that could have fed you. You mm-hmm. know? Whew. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Check this out, right? They're going to enjoy that. Yeah. I think it's a good segue, too. So, I want to talk about your technique for a second. Ooh. Right? Your technique. I know you said you start off when I, when I start. I want to pigeonhole it. The technique. <laughs> In class, teacher, homes, dissect. All right, bet we, we got that. Check. Here now. What's your technique? Oh, you also said your friend said you had to do the, the, the round scene. <laughs> right. So, so oh, is it's it, still whack. So, <laughs> According to her. <laughs> what What's your technique when it comes to writing and delivery? What's, um, your, what's your approach? Like, is it... Well, let you explain. I'll let you, I'll let you explain. I used to put a lot of pressure on, on it. But then I realized, like, I don't know, sometimes I really do feel like I'm a vessel and I'm, like, almost in a trance, like, and it's just, I gotta get it out, I gotta Mm -hmm. get it out. Mm -hmm. Or if I just had a conversation with someone and whatever emotions they're feeling, I'm feeling it, like, that's where a lot of my material comes from, like, conversations Mm -hmm. and being present and paying Mm -hmm. attention to people and paying attention to their emotions. Mm -hmm. And maybe they can't verbalize the story, but I can. Or I can, like, you know, let it flow. So most times my technique is just... And I hate to say it and make it seem like I'm not putting intention into it. Because I have poet friends who are like, I don't know how y'all write a poem in a day. It takes me five weeks. And I'm just like, I don't know. Sometimes it just flows through. And I just... I don't feel the need to 
to break it down too much because it was, I, sometimes it comes off the way it's intended yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. But there are some times when I do conceptualize it. I'll say, like, for example, the last poem in the book is Open Mic Therapy. And that one came to me because growing up, I would go to my go to AA meetings with my grandma. And, like, I'm, like, you know, young and hearing the stories and being around them. And just, like, now as an adult going back, I see um, just what how they come together. And it's like church. It's like a therapy session. So I literally thought that out. And I was, like, oh, this is going to be a good one. I just got to. I got to get it out. One day it's going to come. And one day it just came. You know what's crazy? We had referenced that poem on the show one day. Yeah. What? Like the same, so he's talking about uh, old Mike being like church. We, were, yeah, we had used that poem as like a reference. Yes. For what oh we, the, the discussion was about. So it's, it's, it's good to have it on the show. It's definitely yes. good to have it on the show. Yes. Now that's good because I always, always, always want to know how different writers do their thing. I listen to rappers, how some rappers freestyle everything. Some rappers voice memo sound. Some rappers, I do that like, in the car sometimes, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, some rappers will have a notebook. You know what I mean? So when it comes to poetry, I would I would imagine that it's, it's, it's similar techniques that people do it. Mm-hmm. Would you say that majority of your work is inspiration? Hmm. Um, like inspired by others? Or just as far as what you just said, it's kind of like it's not like you're sitting down trying to craft it more so like it just comes through. Mm-hmm. Right out. So the majority of it's like that. Yeah. Or right. either I'm in the car and I'll be like, "Oh, that's a good start," gotcha, or something. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I have a yeah, lot yeah. of unfinished poems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Most yeah, of this data sure. on my phone is probably what's yeah, yeah, we here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I just be like, I need to get it out. I need to get it out. Or I'm running in the house after work. Like, oh, I need to get this out. And I literally carry a sketchbook because I draw too. Okay. So I have a sketchbook full yes. of drawings. Yeah. Yes, I drew. Okay. Um, full of like that. drawings and poetry. Like, I, and it got to the point where I stopped drawing as much and it just mm. became a bunch of poems. And I was like, yeah, I'm a poet. <laughs> I'm a poet right. at the very core of it. That's the, that's the sauce, man. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. That's that sauce, brother. It's just love me. Deny Wow. What's in the ingredients? So that sauce. <laughs> question me what ask? Ingredients. I want to know y'all oh, techniques. Oh, you want to know? I'm always intrigued by well, that. Uh, Mr. J. Rodney, what, <laughs> yeah. what is your technique on how you? Let me turn this thing. Uh, it always starts off with the um. It always starts off with. An idea or a thought, kind of like a line, like like a quick little bar, maybe something like uh, oh man, no time to play no games. I got a son now. I'd rather see him play on blocks than hold a block now. And I'm like, all right, that's a bar. How do I? <laughs> yeah. And I sat on that for a little while, trying to figure out, you know, what I want to say around this. Oh um, yeah. And then I looked. A lot of it, like you said, unfinished work. Sheet move, piece it together, making the poem. Open and shut case Johnson, right? <laughs> That's what it is, right? Nice. <laughs> Seriously, if you got open the phone, boom, 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 A lot of a lot of our early nuance joints. A lot of our it's early joints piece, was piece to up. Yes, piece wow. up. Yo, bro, I got yeah. this right here. I'm gonna that we can put that we can put this on the back end. Yeah. And you say that one from the other joint. Yeah, we did it before. So I think even with the voice memos, um My uh, Yeah, excuse me, with the voice memos too, what I was saying to him would be like I would send him a voice memo and maybe I would use part of it for mm-hmm. a poem we do together and then another half for another one that I'll do on my own. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's just utilize what I have. So I think over a while I do it on my own technique. But it just starts yeah. off with like an idea or a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, like kind of like a main idea type thing. But I don't want to get too stuck on the main idea. I just want to focus on like what message I want to convey based off of that. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I people, think... maybe, maybe like quick inspiration. I might write a like sixteen sentences. I may do two sentences. I yeah. may record two minutes. I may record thirty seconds. You know. Yeah. I got this idea from Dave Chappelle. I th- I think it was Dave Chappelle, but he said he would put like his like jokes or like the <laughs> you know whatever they say the the punchline. Kick, yeah, the punchline. <laughs> He said he would put a bunch of them like in a jar, like in a sheets of paper. Mm-hmm. And I would like write little stuff down. And now I have a little jar at home. So when I'm like in a, a writer's block or something, or I'm in a space that's not feeling inspired, I'm just like, let me see what's in here today. I'll elaborate on that. <laughs> exactly. Give me some poems. So Give now I'm like, I'm going to go home and start piecing together yeah. like, oh. instead of like, okay, oh. let me finish this. Yes. Yeah, that's real. Cool. He's going to be a lot. Right, yeah. peace, 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 peace. That's what would you do? What's your technique, man? How do you craft your stuff together? How do you? Uh, wait. It's a variety. Like it used to be, like um, a sentence that led into something, or just like a stanza that led into something, yeah. or like I used to be very uh, observant. So, I'll, like I still am. I write very situational, mm-hmm. so it's like what I'm feeling or what's going on right now, either with me or what I see or something. Mm-hmm. Now it's like it's a mix of everything. It's a if I think of something, I have to jot it down. Like my uh, my lady and I would be in the car, and I, if I'm driving, I'll just like oh, write this down real quick, and I'll say it, and then we'll just start going. So it becomes a conversation. Mm-hmm. That leads into a poem. Nice. That leads into That's a like, couple poems. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll be like, because she will call me bright early in the morning. Oh, hey, can I say this poem to you real quick? Oh. All right, bet. But I'm half asleep. But then what she would say, but then would spark something to what I was trying to say a while ago. Wow. And we always battle who said it first or who <laughs> gets to steal this oh, whatever. So it's like, all right. Nah, man, this is a competition. <laughs> oh my uh, God. We be beefing sometimes. Like, nah, I definitely said that. But who said this? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who said it first? <laughs> you know? So you call dibs, and we used to do that. Mm-hmm. We used to call dibs on, like, who was going to say what. Like, Five Fingers was like, it will always if ever be probably top five of the things that we will ever do or have done. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's. What's Five Fingers? Oh, it's a poem mm-hmm. that is very vicious. That is not family friendly. <laughs> so, so uh, I'll I see what the next up I think we all saying the same thing that I think we all can agree that um, inspiration is kind of like key mm. to what we do. Yeah. Because um, I know for the most part, I want to designate time, like let's say be more structured, like a Tariq Tariq, where he sets aside a few hours out of the day and writes like 600 words every day. Wow. And that's kind of like how he gets his poems and book ideas and stuff like that. And um, a lot of his stuff comes from that. Um, and that's this that's focus right there. Yeah. I want to get to that point one day, but I think now it's kind of like I'm on to go with it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm moving on to go. But I think we all are kind of agreeing that yeah. it's kind of like that. Yeah, it needs to be like that, man. Because that that chaos that we choose to move in, mm-hmm. as far as like just writing something down mm-hmm. and then trying to come back to it. If we can just channel that into something like with a little bit more structure, same passion, yeah. same yeah. like spontaneity and all that, but put it 
somewhere and then sit with it. We would have more finished pieces, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Like if I pieces. had more time in my day, I would have way more finished But that's the thing, though. You make time for the things you want, right? That is true. So some things may have to be sacrificed. And we would like, mm. I can't remember what the conversation came from, but like the, the order of your day is once again a choice. Mm. You choose to wake up at the time that you choose to wake up at. You choose to eat at the time that you choose to eat. You yeah. choose to sleep. You choose to call whoever. You choose to listen to whatever at whatever given time. Take up your time. You know, I'm not saying that you got to walk around with a schedule all the time, but mm-hmm. routine is made by habit. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, so if we get in the habit of hey, at this time, if I could just dedicate starting out with a half hour, sitting there and just probably going through old poems, mm-hmm. yeah, or listening to other people's poems, I mm-hmm. am an advocate. Of studying your craft, yes. And if you want to add an extra layer to it, don't just add it without studying that layer. Mm-hmm. Like a pet peeve of mine, if I'm real, mm-hmm. is that when people add like music, like vocally, they they want to sing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that happens far too often, yes. right? Oh. And you don't <laughs> practice or study singing to establish mm-hmm. your voice. Mm-hmm. One thing that we got to stop doing as writers and poets and artists is trying to sound like somebody else. Your voice was your voice when you were born. Use what God gave you. Hashtag message. 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 You know what I mean? Like, that's real, though. That's real. And, like, coming from a family of singers and, and, uh, like, like legit vocalists, and I'm talking different genres. Oh, wow. Like... It's important. So that's like, you know, somebody who plays basketball really good. And all of a sudden, one of your homies is like, I'm, I'm about to be pro too. Yeah. But he's trash. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Like, he, he watches the game, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to put in the work and you pass that man the ball, <laughs> and he don't know what to do with it. Big Larry. Big Right, right. <laughs> or like, or like, okay, to make it more uh, women centered too, because I I love how you know what I'm saying super women are as far as our black women hair. Mm. You love to do hair. You love to style your hair with any kind of way. Your homegirl says, "Oh girl, I'll do hair." <laughs> you want to do what? Your homegirl so you, bad. What you want? You, hey, you got to go to work on Monday. Right. So you trusting her with your scalp. Oh, sis. See what I'm saying? Mm. See what I'm saying? It takes practice. And <laughs> like, develop your craft. Develop your craft. <laughs> it's important. So if you want to add that layer, before you add that layer, practice that layer. Yeah. Master that layer. And then yes. let's get to the get to the get down. I feel know? that. I feel that. Because... Sometimes I have to take distance with open minds. Like, I love going open mic oh, and being sure. inspired by people. Mm-hmm. But then when I feel myself getting into, um, I work so hard to, like, not have a certain predictable cadence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is one of my biggest uh, difficulties as a poet. It's like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be predictable every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I do want to keep doing these same poems because I got to advertise this book. So, <laughs> um, oh, so the book is titled Brave New Soul. Um, that came to me because yes, commercial. They go Brave New Soul. Um, because are you brave? 
We need to know. Do you have a soul? <laughs> Does it make you feel new? Does it? Brave new soul. Brave we new soul. No. Bye. <laughs> Written and illustrated. What's, what's the lady name from uh, Price is Right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but what's I mean, this commercial. Can Vanna I have this footage? Vanna White. You got a Vanna White this mm. thing. <laughs> you know? Where, 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 where'd, you, where'd you get this? I'm Vance White. Vance White. Yes, where'd, where'd you get this done? Um, it's published by Sugar Brand. Sugar Brand. Sugar Brand. Yes, awesome. Sugar Brand. Sugar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's see, right? Shout out to Sugar front. Magazine, Sugar monthly Magazine. publication. So where can they find it? Sugar Brand and on my website, gotalove.com. Gotalove.com, y'all. Yeah. She got a website. How much yes. is it? It is twelve dollars. Only twelve dollars. It's copywritten, it's color illustrated and yes. wait, so Sugar Brand mm-hmm. and Sugar Magazine are the same people? Y'all see uh, that Sugar Brand to the center part right there. Sugar Get into that center part. So, is it like a publishing site? Is it like a... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> how, how does that work? Is it kind of like you're, you're signed with them? Or is it like a self-publishing thing? Or um, So, I am the editor-in-chief of Sugar Magazine. Oh, so... This is, oh, oh. so Sugar Brand Legacy. is the <laughs> LLC. Okay. I'm just saying here like... Yeah, so we publish books now. Yeah. That's great. Yes, if you saw, listen, listen. Legacy. <laughs> Shout out to Sugar. Shout like, out to if, if you tired of people writing your books. Not sure. Editing <laughs> your books. <laughs> illustrating your books. <laughs> Go on over to brotherlove.com. <laughs> you know what? You know. Send me a DM. You know. And get your brave new soul loan. Yes. You know. For $12. Like just, just. All right. So when did you start Sugar. Um, we said it's sugar, right? Sugar, yes. sugar. When did you start sugar? It's so LLC. it started sugar before brand. me. I'm not like one of the like original founders. Okay. I just kind of came in later on. Probably mm-hmm. about um, it was probably a year and some change into it. I became the editor in chief. Um, so I studied journalism and public relations. Cool. So writing is my first love, right. and I manage a team of writers for the magazine, and we just. Where it's like holistic hotties. That's what we call ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, a bunch of like crystals, horoscopes, um, different techniques of getting through life. Mm-hmm. For May, we're talking about finances. Because um, cert- just certain things you go through as young women. Yeah, and just like, that. how are we supposed to manage all this money we got all of a sudden with this salary? Like, yeah. <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, you're eating good, you're traveling good. But where the savings, what the savings look like. Um, so, yeah, we just tackle different That's topics great. that matter. Um, but, yeah, so Brave New Soul was, like, the evolving of... Grotta Love, period, is just... That stage name is the evolving woman that I am. And just, like, there's Sasha Fierce and mm-hmm. there's all these other alter ego names. Grotta mm-hmm. Love became mine because it was just, like, this is how I document my womanhood, in a way, through poetry. And the butterfly just symbolizes... How, you know, I feel like I was once a caterpillar in a cocoon with my poetry. Like, just writing in my cocoon. Don't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. And then, now, I'm just, like, slowly spreading my wings as a butterfly and being blessed so, to do it. Well, um, I believe we've come to that portion it's of time. the show. It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> we are at that portion of the show where we ask our illustrious guests, mm-hmm. illustrative guests, illustrative, <laughs> you know, if you could be so kind, it don't even gotta be from here. If you wanna ah, pocket these, poems. give you something special. But if you got something for the people to to, to just ponder on, um, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Miss <laughs> Grotta 
You tell his stories, but don't see him. Let him dance across your mind graphs for the culture. Leave his name in your Excel sheet, then add him to the masses. Pie charts and statistics tell the story of a misfit. But where'd you leave the true consequences? Mm. Of habits passed down from tribes to Harlem to bloodlines, addictive personalities and alcoholism disease, rising in streams, saying water you use to feed him and water his budding personality. Let it rain bullets in the hood, then let it rain water in the hood. May it wash away the blood so that the children don't see, as if the children don't see with their spirits. Using dead souls to morph into toy bodies should give the children hobbies paired with their own imagination. Hmm. But instead, you just give them blonde Barbies to play with. Or Batman or Superman, the hero. Although they relate more to the villain, because you made children out to be the villain. Call them bad as if it is an adjective of their being. Call them blind, dumb, and stupid, but it's you who can't see them. Hmm. Watching data break down communities, knowing the facts for the fun of it. Judging the child's behavior, not knowing he's the son of it. Shining bright in life just to find the sun in it. Mm. A smile ain't so easy to come by these days. Yet you found ways to profit off of his pain and his joy. See him as nothing but a boy. But let boy become man, and if you can't put guns or drugs in his hands, then you make sure to drop a ball or a microphone. Only three categories fit his trajectory. But there are some things in life that even you can't fight. And that's love. Because good always wins and his story shall spin. So don't put chains on my child because you don't even know him. You haven't danced with his spirit, seen him cry from absence, tell you he loves you when he senses pain. You don't even know his name. So don't tell me what he's destined to be. Because only he can choose his destiny. Thank you. <clears throat> Whew. On that note, oh, right now, man, uh, I'm J. Rod D. What happened? <laughs> what just happened? I'm G. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, let's can we just, once again? Can we? Can we? I need a moment. <laughs> I need a moment, bro. She said, you "Make you it rain, sure. bullets." Thank you, man. Are you welcome to come by anytime? <laughs> okay. Please be 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 a, be a, be a, be a, be a I'm high. <laughs> Be a regular, please. Y'all got high. Y'all got me. Y'all got me. How did you get high? My mama watched. I feel like this conversation is good. We've really been at it for like it's been like an hour, close to an hour now. Wow, this was just so like chill. An hour. So so. What a take. Let's um let's uh let's 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 try to get a part two. Okay. Let's get a part two. That's cool. The part two. Okay, follow up. Yes. Follow up. We're going to get into this book. We're going to get to the book. We're going to get to some uh, poems. We didn't crack the surface yet. I yeah. feel like yeah. we need to get. And those are for you, so y'all can dive in. <laughs> <laughs> you can't bury gifts. Before G has a heart attack, we're going to do it like this. I'm J. Rod You were tuned into the Four Life Podcast. What's the fuck happening, man? Peace, y'all. Have a good day, man. Have a good evening, afternoon. <laughs>